thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and we're back here again with, with Brother Ty Rhymes. And as we closed off uh, the previous episode that we that we had with, with Ty, uh, he was talking about how he had been edified, but he had mentioned uh, uh, some some forgiveness that he was having to learn of himself and some forgiveness that, that he received, which in return edified him. And so today we're going to be discussing forgiveness. Now, uh, to kick things off, there there's the, the idea of the big three of forgiveness. You have the forgiveness of God, then you have forgiving others and then you also have forgiving ourselves uh ty you had something that you wanted to, to share with us yeah when we think about those three things forgiveness of god forgiving ourselves forgiving others some of those things might be difficult to understand and then some of those things are difficult to apply um the difficult to understand might be sometimes the forgiveness of god why why on earth would god forgive us why would he pour his grace and mercy out on us when we don't deserve it the ones that are difficult to apply, though, are the forgiving others and forgiving self. Once we understand the forgiveness of God, we then understand why we should forgive others and forgive ourselves. But it's really hard to do that. And so there's a, a trying to reach this balance of why I do it, but then also why we understand it or why we should do something like that. And so I think for me to help me understand it in my mind, I had to lay out a way that basically gave me a proper perspective of the nature of forgiveness. Like, what is it about forgiveness or what is forgiveness? What does it entail? And then how can I apply that as it pertains to those big three? And so for me, there were five things about the nature of forgiveness that helps me understand it. And I'll share those with you, I guess. Uh, the first one is it's a decision. The first aspect of the nature of forgiveness is it is a decision. Every time I'm faced with forgiveness, whether it's forgiving myself, forgiving others, or even receiving God's forgiveness, it is a decision every time. Now, as it pertains to God's forgiveness, I have to decide whether or not I'm going to continue to live in sin or if I'm going to repent of that sin and embrace a new holy lifestyle. It's a decision. As it pertains to forgiving other people, I have to decide, am I going to choose to forgive the offender of their sin. In other words, act like that never happened. Am I going to refuse to never talk about that sin again or to bring that sin up against their charge? You know, in Hebrews 8, Hebrews 10, both, uh, we see the idea of God remembering our iniquities no more. It's not that God, you know, just suddenly gets amnesia or something and forgets everything. What it means is he's just not going to bring that up against mm -hmm. us anymore. And so when it comes to forgiving myself or forgiving others, it's a decision to say, I'm not going to bring that up against you anymore. It's gone. It's a decision to be reconciled. That might be the really hard one. You know, it's not that you'll ever be best friends with that person again if that offense does happen, but it is a conscious decision to say, I'm going to be cordial. And I'm going to be friendly because we're brothers and sisters. And it's not like God says, okay, I forgive you, but I don't ever want to see your ugly face again. No, that's not forgiveness. And if I say that to someone else, that's not God's forgiveness. 
And so it's this idea of a decision that I make every single time I'm faced with an opportunity to forgive, to consider, am I willing to never mention this again, to never bring it up against them again? Am I willing to be reconciled with my brother or my sister or whoever it is that I'm dealing with in my life? It's a decision. Number two, I think uh, another aspect of the nature of forgiveness that I need to understand is the fact that it's costly. Forgiveness costs something. I mean, forgiveness of God, it costs something. It costs the life of his son, you know? And, And so I see ample amount of scriptures that point me to the fact that God gave up his most precious prized possession. You know, he tells them on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 14, this is my beloved son. What more could he say that would describe how he felt about his son? You know, so I think that when we think about the forgiveness of God, we know what it costs. But what about forgiving others or ourselves? Sometimes that means it costs us our pride. You know, it's setting our pride aside and saying, okay, I'm willing to forgive you. I'm willing to say, I'm sorry. I'm willing to put this behind us and move forward. Sometimes it costs us maybe friendships or relationships to forgive other people. And so I think that it's important for us to understand what it costs. Um, yeah. Yeah. From a, from a, from a worldly perspective, you talking about it, um, costing perhaps friendships or costing perhaps pride, uh, pride, but from a worldly perspective, when we, if we forgive somebody that, that has done a, a terrible wrong against us, I mean, whatever it may be, others may view that as weakness, right? Uh, they, if people, people of the world, why would you, why would you just openly forgive them? Do you not know that they're, that they're going to turn around and do that again? Well, I, I don't know that love believes all things. And if this individual comes to me uh, penitent or at least seemingly penitent, then if he seeks forgiveness, I have to extend that to him. Right. And it's like Jesus said, 70 times seven. You, you mean to tell me Jesus every time? Absolutely. Every time. That's exactly what he meant. And so in that regard, I would say number three, an aspect of forgiveness that I need to understand is that it's undeserved. You know, forget the whole idea of forgiveness is the fact that it's based on something that I did not deserve. Why did God forgive me? I have no clue. I don't understand. But I just know this, that he loved me so much to be willing to do so. And when I'm considering forgiving other people, I have to remember how and how much Christ forgave us or God forgave us through Jesus Christ. It's completely undeserved. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. And you might reference this later on, but uh, that that is the key because when you say undeserved, well, then... Others might be thinking, well, if they're undeserving of forgiveness, then why should I have to forgive them? But that that's just the key there is that you have been forgiven. If you're a Christian, then you have been forgiven, even though you were undeserving of that forgiveness. Therefore, you need to extend that forgiveness to them, to your brother and sister as well. That's the beauty of it, man. That's, that's it. It's what's hard to understand to me. And number four, another aspect of forgiveness that helps me understand is the fact that it's total. When I say it's total, I mean like 1 John 1, 9, when God speaks of forgiveness through the pen of John, he says that God forgives all of our sins. It's total. God doesn't say, I forgive you of this sin, but not that sin. Sometimes we do that with our brothers and sisters or whoever it is that does us wrong. Well, I'll forgive you of that, but I'll never forgive you of that. Biblical forgiveness is total. When God says, I forgive, he means I forgive. And I think that if we're going to be a direct reflection of Jesus, then we have to be conscious of the fact that forgiveness is total. Then I would add this to number five. When I understand the nature of forgiveness, I need to know that it's final. 
Forgiveness is final. And that's what we referenced earlier a little bit about the Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 10 passages about, I will remember these things no more. When God says, I've forgiven that individual, that means God has forgiven that individual. And that's it. That's that. There's nothing that, you know, we can do to change that. Nothing that anyone else can do to change that. Now, can I continue to live in sin? Can I make bad decisions again? Yes. Can God give me another chance for forgiveness? Absolutely. He'll do it over and over and over and over again. But when God says, I've forgiven that sin, he's forgiven that sin. And I think that that translates into our life when we forgive other individuals. And so I think, as you mentioned, those big three, um, understanding the, the proper or having a proper perspective of the forgiveness of God helps us forgive others and forgive ourselves. And when we understand those five elements, it helps us maybe be motivated a little more to consider forgiving others and forgiving ourselves. Yeah. So to, to, to show the extent of God's forgiveness and, and to put it, to put it into perspective, um, Jesus gave a parable, Matthew chapter 18. Uh, when, when Peter asked him, he he was speaking on, on, on uh, a brother coming back or, or Christ uh, seeking the lost sheep, et cetera. And then Peter asked him, Lord, how often shall my brother or how many times shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times, which is what the law says. And then Jesus, he told him until I say not unto you until seven times, but until 70 times seven, just further validating or clarifying that he's talking about completeness, just to whatever extent that is necessary, you forgive that brother. And then he gives this parable. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened to a certain king, uh, which would take account of his servants. And he, he had this, this particular one that was brought to him and he owed him 10,000 talents. And I looked up what uh, 10,000 talents was. One talent equaled 6,000 denarii. If you know what a denarii, it was a day's wage. So you can imagine your day's wage, whether it be $80, whether it be $200, whatever you make in, in, a, in a single day, multiply that times 6,000. So 6,000 days. And that's one talent. And this man owed 10,000 talents. He owed a debt, obviously, that he could not, that he was never going to be able to pay back. It was impossible for him to pay back. You could imagine this man working for 20 years uh, of his life. And paying every penny that he owned, not not taking any of it back to himself, none of it to eat, nothing. Every penny that he made was going to to that particular king. After 20 years of labor, he had one talent paid. He still had 9,999 to go. And so it, it didn't matter how long of a lifespan this individual had, he was never going to be able to pay it back. And so that that shows us the extreme debt that one sin uh, is against God. Now, this particular king, he forgave him all of it when the man pleaded. Every bit of it, he wiped away a clean slate. But so God teaches us about forgiveness in that regard, that every bit of it was wiped away. But whenever this man, this particular individual who owed the 10,000 talents, when he was set free and he went out on his own and he sought uh, one of his fellow servants that owed him a little bit of money. And he grabbed him by the throat and he said, pay me what you owe. And he did not forgive him. Uh, this man, he fell down at his feet and begged him. 
and saying the exact same words that he pleaded with the king, have patience with me and I'll pay you all. And he did not forgive him and he kept the debt. And so the king took him back. And so when we don't extend the forgiveness that God has given to us, to others, then God is also not going to show us that uh, the, the mercy that he once did. Now, so that leads us into the forgiving others. We can we we have a little bit of an of an understanding of God's forgiveness, but now we have to to learn how to forgive others. And as Ty's discussed, and as we discussed just before, forgiving others is not always an easy thing to do. Um, you might hold a grudge against somebody; they may not have even sinned against you. You may just have a grudge against them, and then it's it's hard for you to forgive them for whatever they've done, or maybe they have sinned directly against you. Something that you think is just completely unforgivable and so it can be hard uh, for us to forgive others and we often hear the phrase uh, forgiven uh, but not forgotten and we, we touched on this just a little bit um, you may need to see the fruits of repentance you may need to to, to to see that somebody is making change in order to fully forgive forgive an individual I know of of a time uh, where I, I was, I was witnessing a brother do do some wrong or not do some wrong. He was receiving wrong. He was being wronged by uh, some other individuals, and this it, it it got to be a regular thing. They would they would pick at him, play with him, and then then after all was said and done, and he got ill with them, then then they would ask him to uh, to forgive him, and then he would. And I, I just, every single time, this, this wasn't a, a one-time thing. It wasn't a two-time thing. I mean, this happened multiple times, over 10, maybe even 20 or so. And every single time, this this brother, he just kept forgiving him like it was nothing. And I guess he, he had the commandment of the Lord in mind. But in my mind, I, I wasn't forgiving them. I, they were seeking his forgiveness, but I was thinking, brother, that 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 is very naive of you. The reason why is because I wasn't seeing the fruits of repentance. Uh, and so it can be hard for a relationship to mend, for a relationship to heal without those fruits of repentance. But if the transgression has not been replicated, then you certainly, there's no need to keep on remembering it. Just like God uh, says that he does not remember our iniquities anymore. Uh, we don't have to, to remember that. Uh, to give an example of this, think about... So if you're married or if you're dating somebody or if you're good friends with an individual or your family, what, what, whoever it may be, particularly I'm using the example of a spouse because can you think of the last good thing? So Ty, can you think of the last good thing that Heidi did for you? And you might be able to, you can, but can you think of the last thing that she might've uh, did wrong to you or the last argument that might've been sparked? You certainly can. Most definitely. And it, at least in my mind, it may not be with you, and, but at least in my mind, it seems like I remember those, those, the bad things more than I do the good. Mm -hmm. And for, for whatever reason that may be, but why, why is that? Why do I look on the bad things more than I do the good. And it might be because I don't keep the forgiveness of God in mind. I might, I might forsake it. And if I was to keep the forgiveness of God in mind, then maybe I would be more apt to look at the good things that my spouse or whoever it may be uh, is doing for me. And then 
one one thing else, if you're having trouble forgiving uh, others, you might need to look at at yourself a little bit. Um, there's this there's this idea in psychology of projection that uh, when when if if you're having trouble forgiving another person for whatever sin that they may have committed, it might be because you're guilty of the exact same thing. Uh, so you need to look at yourself and that's what Jesus meant by judge not that you be not judged for with what uh, judgment you judge therewith shall you be judged. It's not to say judge not at all. On another occasion, he said, judge righteous judgment. It's just saying that whenever you do judge, make sure you're not guilty of the same thing. So when you, when you uh, choose not to forgive somebody, Make sure that you're not guilty of the exact same thing. And I want to move on to this. Do you, do you have anything? Well, just one, one thing I might add. You, you were talking about the difficulty of being able to forgive. And, you know, that's not new. Um, in Luke 17, there was the disciples and Jesus having this conversation with them. And, and, and they say something like this. They say, pay attention, or Jesus says to yourselves in verse 3, like you mentioned, if your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he does it seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. And their response to me just blows my mind. They turn to Jesus and say, Lord, increase our faith. In other words, they're saying, well, if you're asking me to forgive that dude a lot of times, seven times a day, then God, you're going to have to give me more faith, man. You're going to have to, I'm going to need a miraculous measure of faith to continue to forgive them every day. And, and this is what Jesus says. And the Lord said to him, if you just had faith, like the grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this tree, hey, come up out of the ground, be uprooted and cast yourself into the sea. And it's almost like Jesus is saying, no, no, no. You don't need a miraculous measure of faith to forgive. When you're a Christian, it's what you do. Mm -hmm. It's who you are. The smallest measure of faith in Jesus Christ and his forgiveness teaches me that. And so I think it is huge for us to understand and consider exactly what you mentioned. It is so much easier to forgive others when I live in light of God's forgiveness every single day. And so uh, that may be. Maybe where we yeah, transition yeah. right there. Yeah. So, and then the, the the final thing I want to talk about is is forgiving ourselves, and that's that we we can we can heed the commandments uh, to to uh, forgive others, um, even though it might be somewhat grudgingly, uh, but we we can still do that. We can get past it, keeping the forgiveness of God in mind. But forgiving ourselves seems to be a pretty a pretty big task, especially especially today. I don't know if all generations of Christians have struggled with this, but I know in today's time, forgiving ourselves is is pretty heavy. I guess for me, like one thing I try to remind myself is to never, never factor out God's sovereignty in forgiveness. And this is what I tell people all the time. When you're forgiving an offense, don't just look beyond the offense, okay? Whether it's my offense or something I've done or something others have done to me. Don't look past the offense. Look above it. And, and that's what I tell people all the time, because what I want them to do is to consider what God has done, is doing, or could be doing in this situation. Maybe the wrong or terribly painful situation that I've been put through, and in this case, since we're discussing forgiving ourselves, maybe it's something that I've done. Maybe it's a, a bad decision that I've made. How do I respond from this? What is God going to teach me in this situation? How can I be better as a result of this? And so forgiving myself, I think, 
is it's more than looking just pat trying to get past what I'm doing. I think it's looking above it. What can God teach me in this? And mm-hmm. I think when I started to adopt that mindset for myself, it allowed me to do a better job of trying to get out of wallowing in my own self-pity, trying to figure out what I'm doing, you know, why can't I get past this thing? It's more of a perspective change, you know, what I see is what I get kind of thing. If I'm constantly looking at why I'm here, why I'm so down, it's hard to get out of that. Yes. But when I look at it as, hey, what's God teaching me in this? What eternal lesson can I learn from the decision that I've made, the words I've said, the actions I've committed? What difference does it make in eternity and how can I be better? Yeah. And and this this might seem a little bit um, hard, but for a final note, um, it it is somewhat of a of a selfish thing to undermine the forgiveness of God. And 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 I know that when, when we're talking about forgiving ourselves and that might not be what anybody wants to hear in. But if God has forgiven you and and your guilt is a good thing, if you're feeling guilt for whatever you may have done, that is a good thing. But like Ty said, you have to move past it because God is past it. God is above it. So, Ty, I do appreciate you being back with me again. Uh Lord willing, Ty's going to be back with us May 20th, and we're going to be discussing anxiety and worry. And I like how these uh, episodes are are rolling into one another. So please be sure to tune back in with us uh, come May 20th. Um, if If you stayed with us to the end of the podcast, I do appreciate it. Be sure to rate and review us. And if you're listening to us uh, through Facebook, be sure to like and share and go check out the Scattered Broad Network page and be sure to like and share it as well. Appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.